Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to the Two Chunks War Room. We're preparing to go to war with <laughs> Lifetime, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, and I hate to say it, but Mario Lopez as well. That's right. It's the first episode of our streaming of a white Christmas series, and this one is a real doozy because it has been stolen. But first, <laughs> I'm Jordan, from us. and I am your hunk in this war room. What an incredible energy. I'm Doge, and we're going to have to do like a million Chunk Marys. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. And I'm Carter, and why don't we just call this a practice chunk? I like that. I like that. It's very good. Why are you the hunk, Jordan? Um, I'm the hunk. This is this is one of those rare occasions where I have been told that I am the hunk, uh, and it's really only applicable Whatever, to this Zoom call. Uh, I have a blue light in my room. And it's the same color as the two chunks blue. Did Pat do that for you? Yeah. I was like, Pat, make it sexy in here. And Pat was like, you got it, stud. And then she turned it blue. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this relationship you have with Pat. I, don't, I, don't I did it. not anticipate that exchange going that way. Now's your chance, I, Jordan. He gave it to you. Speaking of uncomfortable relationships. Speaking of, what'd you say? What was the other two parts? Uncomfortable relationship. Oh, yeah. Speaking of those. There's a mighty uncomfortable relationship a Bruin <laughs> betwixt us and Melissa, as in the Joan Hart. Uh, because f- to start this series, the first movie we're talking about is the one she stole from us, known as... Asterisk. Felice. I don't want to get into a libel situation. So she stole asterisk from us. She probably stole from us, <laughs> known as... Feliz Navidad. I said Dodd and I meant dad. Yeah, that's a totally different movie. We do that. to me all the time when I'm talking to my mom and Dodd. <laughs> hey, Dodd. Dodd. How, how, how are you, Dodd? <laughs> Look, the energy's weird. It's a nighttime recording and I'm all raged up because of this situation. So all I need, the, the starter pistol fire that I need is simply a synopsis from Doge. And then it's game on. So you know those 
old timey blowy things that they used to go on a fireplace to make the flame bigger. Billows, uh, I billows, believe. I believe yeah. mm. Bellows, bellows or billows? I think it's bellows, bellows actually, now that you said mm-hmm. it. Uh, I've got a synopsis and I've got some bellows for the white hot rage that is flaming within us. Oh. Here's a synopsis written by Lifetime. How dare they? Lifetime the Deceiver writes, <laughs> David Morales, Mario Lopez, an Arizona high school principal and single dad has lost the holiday spirit after also losing his wife a few years ago during the Christmas season. Now, David will do anything to avoid Christmas, so he moonlights as a delivery driver during the holidays. But this year, David's 14-year-old daughter, Noel, Paulina Chavez, and his live-in sister, Marissa, Mary Carmen Lopez, are determined to bring the Yuletide spirit back to the family and, with a little luck, also help David find love again via online dating. Mm. So when Mm -hmm. Sophie, Annalyn McCord, a witty musician and customer on David's delivery route swipes right on him. Something magical happens between them. And the bellows, gentlemen, that I present to you is a review from TV Fanatic for this movie. A family-oriented oh romance with a poignant take on living with grief. Melissa Joan Hart and Heartbreak Production have done it again. Feliz Navidad was another pleasing film that was just as much about family as it was about its two leads finding love with one another. In many ways, those make the best Christmas movies. And Feliz Navidad was certainly one of the cutest. Lifetime is on a roll. Their Christmas films are maintaining the hopeful, fuzzy, and sweet flair to them while also losing some of the cheese. While it's nothing wrong with the cheesy factor, and it's what makes most Christmas flicks endearing in the first place, They've struck a nice balance these days by grounding them, making them feel more relatable and real. Okay. It's working out for them. In this case, there were some raw scenes and dialogue about grief and loss. It wasn't somber, nor did it drag down the film. And then it goes on for several, several, several more paragraphs, but that feels like a representative sample size, correct? Of this person who is so divorced from reality as to say that this film Lifetime claims as their own is one of the best Christmas movies they have watched with their eyes. Here's the thing. I'm prepared to make a hard statement. Everybody, prepare to be shocked. Jordan has an opinion. Whoa, dude. That's weird. Are you okay? (laughs) This, in fact, no, it's a fact. This movie, the story presented, is objectively, from all angles, worse than what we created. Oh, so much. My super dump is the script. And it's not... That's not me like, I'm not being a jealous ex-lover of this movie, right? I'm not saying the script that it's with now is worse than the one that it had. I think this is just a bad script. Top to bottom, absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible script. Yeah. I'm taking the the handbell gloves off for this episode because the bridge (laughs) is burned with Melissa and Mario. This movie sucks. Dude, this movie sucks. It's so bad. It's barely Christmas, by the way. Like, it's hardly a Christmas movie. Yeah. I found that really frustrating while watching it. Like, I was frustrated by the lack of Christmas in this movie. I mean, among other things, that was one of the the least frustrating, most frustrating things. Believe it or not, I'm going to try and separate my anger at theft from my anger at the existence of a movie like this. Genuinely, had we not written a movie called Feliz Navidad starring the same lead actor and having suspiciously similar holiday circumstances, (laughs) had we not written that, I would still say this movie is absolute trash. This script is terrible. It's a really, really bad script. Um, And I'm going to take a little time up top 
to say, so full disclosure, besides the thievery, it, my super dump is also how bad this script sucks. And I want to take just a few minutes up top so we can move on and address this as an actual movie and not just something we're upset about. I think something that makes me mad, if I'm parting the curtain and allowing myself to be transparent here, we did better in a single yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Like how much, how much of that though, is me being like, man, I love my own recipe. You know what I mean? Like how much of it is well, better okay, because it was made you. by us for us. Let me help you just today at work. Uh, my assistant is a chunky. It didn't happen that way. It didn't happen in the order of like, I pick you because you already love my podcast. Right. Little nepotiz. Riley, Riley loves our podcast. She was drinking uh, coffee from her two chunks in a mug. And all I got was this, you know, the, the, the wonderful the, I love that one. one. Yeah. I love that one. I was, I was around her when she had just finished her first viewing of Felice Navidad in preparation for this episode. And she said, it's not even good. Right. She's, and she claimed ours was better. So that made me feel... Now, I'm a one-for-one, one, right? That is not a super uh, weighted survey. I'm not hey, collecting stop the some really now, good data though. there. Stop the count. You're ahead. That's what you want. Stop, <clears> stop that count. Stop the count. Uh, stop the count. But oh, she, she said ours was better, and I do agree. I don't think that's just us. Yeah, I, I'm fine if other people don't agree with that. That's okay. That's the beauty of opinions, but... I fully believe that what we created in one afternoon was better than what this team created. And I guess maybe at this point, what I'm now upset about is like, we should have done it. That, right. There is that part of me that's like, <clears throat> man, I was so <clears throat> proud of ours. And I think you can hear it in the recording Yeah, uh, that we, we broadcast in 2018. We played it again yesterday for Mini Monday. Like, I think you can hear at the end that all of us are like, I would watch this and it would feel like a cool breath of fresh air after the the desert of Hallmark Christmas movies we've been in. Right. And now ours can never happen because this one exists. Dude, I don't know though. A Bug's Life and Ants, man. Maybe maybe she's Woody Allen and we can be Pixar. Maybe she's dim Deep Impact and we can be Armageddon. Yeah, I'd love that. Let's give it a shot. Maybe she maybe she's a Sudasukian and we can be Crocodilians. Our who, lineage will survive. Who is sort of the... Who is the Armageddon to Melissa Joan Hart's Deep Impact? The opposite, the, the same but opposite, Melissa yeah. Joan Hart. Right. Who is that? Ask that again. So, Melissa Joan Hart is Deep Impact. Who uh -huh. is Armageddon as a person? Do is you it, have an answer and you're just no, hoping we say I'm, the same thing? No. Is it, is it Candace Cameron? It might be Candace Cameron. I could see that for sure. There's part of me. Je Jennifer Love Hewitt? So, hear me out. Could I, be. Could be. Chrissy Teigen? Could be. My point is this. Maybe we... We've been going about this wrong. Maybe we don't need to confront Melissa. Maybe we need to discover Armageddon and see if Armageddon <laughs> will back the true Feliz Navidad. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. And it is notably not at all related to this movie. I would say it's explicitly and completely related to this movie. We got a ruling from the judges. It is related. It stays. Fair. This movie lacks any chemistry from any direction whatsoever. I watched on, the first before 10 we can minutes. Get, before we can get to chemistry, I okay. think we need to address something that is a, like higher up the, it's one layer outside of the chemistry. Oh, okay. Which is that there is no connective tissue between scenes. That's also like, true. Like the content of the scenes themselves <clears throat> is bad. Wait, okay. The, no, you the, don't have to wait. I the scenes to. themselves are filled with bad things. Sure. But there is nothing that connects this scene full of bad things to the next scene full of bad things. 
Yep. It so is my just scenes happening after one another. My super dump is the figurative and most often literal rhythm of this movie. Hmm. There are pauses that harken back to a read-through of a script. Yes. There are uh, choosing to fill the space between me talking and you talking by just doing a simple, hmm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hmm. Like, just go, like, that's it. It was like I was having to, you know, click through the A button to continue the conversation in the video game. <laughs> yeah, very good. Like, it was, like, really bad. And our legitimate rhythm, so our lead, who was... Uh, uh, not our lead. Uh, Mario's the lead, I would say, but his daughter. What's that actress's name again? Paulina Chavez. Paulina Chavez uh, had some charm to her. I think she was charming. Yeah, she did okay. She she was. Did, did was it not throwing y'all off when we had our Felice Navidad overture that every time she came in, it was too fast. Yeah, it was the wrong spot of the song. It was yeah. the wrong spot of the song. But yeah, the overall rhythm. And there was a moment that I said, I like out loud said, "Gosh, it was when." Um, <clears throat> it was when they're on their first practice date. Sorry, I need to look at I need to look at the names again. So Annalyn McCord, so Sophie, yeah, like hits David on the chest. Dude, she does that like three different Ugh. times. She like does it again it. and again, Ugh. and it's and but it's like he's too far away. <laughs> yeah, you don't know each other well enough, and yeah, it was just so weird. And that, in a nutshell, that was a microcosm of the bad rhythm of this entire movie. It was just so off. It was filmed in five days, right? Yeah. Holy in, moly, dude. Well, that's so, the thing. Like, it, it totally feels like, like there's that that story, right, of of uh, Eddie Van Halen recording the solo for Beat It. And he uh, hated that solo because they recorded one of his practice takes. Uh, so the solo on Beat It, they just looped that that section of the song and he was noodling over it. And he was like, okay, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to record my solo. And they're like, no, we got it. And ushered him out of the studio. And so they got forever immortalized and beat it is Eddie Van Halen's practice take. And it feels like they filmed a rehearsal and we're like, yeah, that's good enough for Feliz Navidad. Wow. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> not, that's that, great. not that anyone here was the Eddie Van Halen of Lifetime movies, but still, I think that... I think the baseball coach was. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> he was almost my super dumb. He was rough, dude. <clears throat> hey, has anybody ever tried to be someone else more than he tried to be Michael Pena in Ant-Man. <laughs> I feel like that was his explicit direction. Though. 100%. They're like, have you seen Ant-Man? Can you be Michael Pena, please? That's what we want. <laughs> like, oof. It was uncanny how similar these two characters were. Yeah, it was not oh. a good time. Not a Almost good time. like something else about this movie was uncannily huh. similar to other things. Hmm. Well, we're comfortable with theft. That's what we know. We do One thing they that. forgot to steal was a wave file of a handbell sound because there was one time where that guy rang a handbell and no sound came out of it. Did you guys catch that? No. They called attention no. to it. They're like, okay, count us off. One, two, three. Pointed at him. Camera cut to him. He swung the bell. No sound. Amazing. <laughs> Pop culture jokes tend to tell me that the writer's room was struggling. More well, cowbell. Culture, which one? Oh, Yeah. Oof. What a dated and strange reference in this movie. Who's in that Venn diagram? Right. I love Will Ferrell's SNL run, but also Lifetime Christmas movies. That has to be a tiny, tiny Oof. crossover. I think Christopher <laughs> Walken was a great host for SNL. I also love Mario Lopez and watch everything he does. 
I'm actually pretty that's, close to that yeah. Venn diagram. Well, that's true. I'm, I'm. I love Mario Lopez enough to follow him to Lifetime, the TV channel, with no Speak, reason. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get my other one out because I just want to just get the dumping and pumping over with. But my super pump is Mario Lopez, okay. and I think it is a testament to obviously this whole thing's about tuning our own horn, or tuning our own French horn, mm. if you will. Nice. <laughs> um, but like Mario, if he had more time to actually do this movie and play this role. Part of me was like, dude's got a little bit of chops. Like there were moments that he was having to be serious with his daughter about conversations that they were having. And I got, I bought it. Like I had, yeah. I had some emotional feels dude. at one point. And I think Mario, I think honestly, Mario delivered. I felt like Mario Lopez and I can't, maybe that's part of the reason that he was so obvious for us. It's like, Part of the reason that this was such a big deal, uh, Felice Navi Dad, we would s- come to discover as the holiday season grew closer, the three of us, the four of us, that uh, this was basically the flagship product of Melissa Joan Hart's like and her mom's production company. Right of all of this, like of that whole like melting pot of streaming for TV type stuff. Felice Navi Dad was it, and it is Mario Lopez. It is what he brings to the table. Yeah. And it's kind of everyone being like, yeah, what the heck? How has he never done this? Yes. Right? And so I did catch myself doing that, and I'm like, he is another tier. And that's not saying a lot, to be a tier above what our male leads normally are in yeah. holiday movies like this. But I was impressed. I. And to me, it was like just a, a, a pat on the back for us. You know, I was like, I did this. <laughs> Part of me felt like, I knew this. That's why it's my favorite. So Mario Lopez's char- uh, alarming and disarming amount of charm is also my super pump for this movie. Um, I think that he he could create chemistry with a wall. And that is what <laughs> makes it so shocking that there is none between any say. character. I was about to say, Annalyn McCord must have been on the other side of that wall then. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mario Lopez, having Mario Lopez as the lead in your Lifetime Christmas movie is about as much of a slam dunk as you can possibly imagine. Yes. And so to absolutely beef it so hard. Should have been Candace Cameron, dude. It should have been Candace Cameron because I'm confused. Are we supposed to like Sophie? No, she sucks. She's Dude, a terrible here's, person. Here's before we move, thing on, about, before we move on, Mario Lopez okay. is also my super pump. That okay. makes him yes, the official super de duper pump. Mario super Lopez de-duper pump. is the anchor point of the Feliz Navidad pun anyway. Yeah, totally. And he was in our script too. Totally. He is in this one. I am so. a huge uh, Say by the Bell fan. I love Mario Lopez. The fact that I have to include him in our rampage makes me terribly sad. See, uh, I love his work in Pet Star more. <laughs> I'm still coming for him either way. I, uh, having these two, you know, Mario is the foundation, but really like the bone, the bones of this are also supposed to be the relationship he has with Sophie. And he was doing an acting job that told me he was growing smitten with this woman. She was doing an acting job that said from beginning to end, she's just so thirsty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was so like... Is not the script pointing to the fact that she's just wanting to play Wii Sports? Yeah, for one she's just night? trying to hook up. Yeah, I thought so. That's literally what she's doing. Dude, this yes. girl, her own father has to trick her into sticking around over Christmas to see him. He's like, if I take forever to sell these toys, my daughter won't leave me alone on Christmas. 
Yeah. And she doesn't learn any lesson there, by the way. There is no lesson learned for Sophie There's no whatsoever. resolution to any of the conflict. We present the no, whole movie. The conflict no. is like, you're moving. You you have to leave. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, she left and we're fine with it. Yeah. He was like, and, and neither of us, by the way, neither of us mind driving back and forth. That's, you sure seem to mind it when you're like, we can't date because you're leaving. I can't believe that. Like, that is such a, that to me, that is on the level of the Twilight five whatever the last twilight is when they all fight and everybody dies and like could you wouldn't it be crazy if that happened anyway that was real credits <laughs> um real quick though like talk about not resolving things why why were we spending so much time like why did we have callbacks to the deer on the porch Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. nothing happened with that. I was like, is the spirit of somebody's dead wife in this deer? Like, what are we going to do with it? Why why are we like uh, like we like looked back like this is gonna play some role later? Chekhov's deer. I promise. Yeah. If you introduce a deer in the first act, it must explode by the third act. <laughs> and also every movie so far on the side of the steps that I have no idea how she tripped over it. I thought that was going to be like, this is mom's deer and it's the last thing of mom's and I'm not going to sell it so that I don't have to leave dad. But that's yeah. expecting her to behave like a human being with emotions. Is the holiday, it, I don't know what to call this. It's What's the MCU version? It's not Hallmark. It's Hallmarkian in a way. But in this universe, is this also now a universe where people don't really get hurt? Yeah. Like homegirl should have been busted up. Yeah, she beefed She it. fell on the sidewalk and like hit her face. And what's funny is she like pops up, but in the background, the porch is like 10 yards away. Yeah. So she's Dude, like, speaking of backgrounds in this movie, I have a particular gripe uh, as a, uh, if you've been listening for a while, or if you just know me, or maybe you haven't, basically there's a greater than 0% chance that you know that my real job involves working with cameras um, and the depth of field in this movie, like the blurred out background. It's insane consistently looks fake and i i know why I'm, I'm here to tell you exactly why that is they're shooting with their aperture as open uh as possible which basically means that they're getting the most shallow depth of field which is why people are dipping in and out of focus if they lean an inch forward they're out of focus they're making it harder on themselves to shoot this but the reason we're doing that is so that our vfx artists can go in and retouch annalyn mccord's face uh right to hell i back. mean Whoa. Yeah. Like, why so much? So that's the thing. That's a pretty standard thing that happens in movies. We have uh, digital makeup artists who will go in and clean up, like, any acne breakouts, any blackheads sure. on noses. Like, it's a, a pretty tough job to do well. And for this movie, they were like, what if instead we just blurred her whole face except her eyes and mouth? Like, if you'll notice, anytime she's looking directly at the camera, it is one smooth color from cheekbone all the way across the cheekbone. The bridge of her nose consistently disappears because of how say, strong see, this digital makeup effect is. Yeah. yeah. And I so the background, the depth of field always looks fake. It looks like portrait mode on an iPhone because the foreground is never really feels like it's in focus to our eyes. So the background always look like looks like it's fake, like the blur is fake. And it is the single most distracting movie experience I have ever had in my life. Yeah, it was it was So all that to say no strong feelings about it really. <laughs> it was uh pretty wild. Do we want to talk about like some of the things that worked for us that we didn't have? Mario like, Lopez. Yeah. No, no, no. We Ten. had that. What we didn't saying, what, what we should what have. What about had? this movie worked for you that we did not have in our original script? Charming Dad. Yeah, it was more about the mom in this one. Yeah. No, I'm I'm no 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 no. Sorry. Like Sophie's dad being a part of the equation. 
Just like oh. just like a general old man presence to help guide us through the cold winter night. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought he was sweet. Yeah, he was sweet. He was maybe the worst actor. He was absolutely yeah, the bad. worst actor. He's Vanessa was, Hudgens was, High School Musical level bad. Yeah, yeah, it was either him or uh whoever owns who what was the name of the guy that owned uh Dessert Desert? The ice cream uh, guy. <laughs> the ice cream guy. When he's Who listening knows? in on both of the girls talking about losing their moms. It's on the house. Dude. Yeah, like the the look he has is like, I can't believe his, that they both just farted. Like that's what his <laughs> face looks like. His Christmas time <laughs> special ice cream that he offers that kid is a single scoop of vanilla with an entire, an candy, entire cane candy cane jammed down inside of it. I would be so mad. How do you eat that, by right. the way? The hand, candy uh, cane's going to hook it to your nose. He was like, oh, you probably want the Christmas special, right? One scoop, plop, plant it like a flag and then just gives it to this kid. <laughs> It's just Ooh. also their milkshakes were just melted chocolate milk. Um, that's Ugh. neither here nor there. But uh, do you see how clear the wine that Mario drank was? No, I missed. It looked it. like Hawaiian punch. That'd be some of that grape juice. But hey, wine was one of the things on our list, was it not? It was. Yeah, you got to go those, through that. At let's some see point. how many of those this checked off. Uh, <clears> we'll go through our list. Town obsessed with Christmas? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think we see that they have a pageant that's like a, such a huge deal, and. Our porches when SSD, which why call it SSD? It's so close to LSD. Anyways, SSD. I've been thinking about the PlayStation so much that all solid it is state is solid drive. state drive in my brain. Yeah, so we've got all these porches that are over the top. And, I thought it was going to be like uh, Santa sleigh delivery or something like that. Should have been S- Mario- SPS, Southwest Postal Service. Nice. It's easy to remember. Much better. But yeah, uh, and Mario even says like, wow, you know, finally someone who's not obsessed with Christmas, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, check there. I'm going to give it a, a half check, if I'm being honest. Because, no, no, that's a full check. I hear what you're saying, but here's what I'm saying, which was what I was trying to do. And it's <laughs> that. That's our next merch. We're each going to have a quote under our <laughs> images. And yours is going to be, that's what you're saying. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. No, I think that when I th- hear Town Obsessed with Christmas, I'm thinking like full-blown, like it's secretly housing Santa's workshop or like everybody in the town is dependent on Christmas for their job, like that kind of thing. So I'm going to give, for Jordan's personally, I'm giving this 50% credit on that first check. Okay. Yeah, I have a hard time fully signing off to that because there are places that are not Christmassy in town. But sure, we'll give them a passing grade on Town yeah. Obsessed with Christmas. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Kitch- kitschy Christmas antagonist. Nope. No, nah. there's no antagonist no. in this movie. We don't have it. Meaningful trinket. Mm. Kind of. All the all toys. All mom yeah. stuff. All the mom stuff. Yeah. 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 We have all caps and italicized. Be spontaneous. Maybe. Uh, he was signed up for the dating app, so I'm going to say no on that one. But she decides to not move or change anything about her life in order to accommodate their relationship. So I'm going to say no on that she one, does, too. No, but she does still move. Uh, no, but she there lived is some there. Massive- she never moved. She already lived in the other town. She was just visiting. Gotcha. I thought you meant she moved from Phoenix to this town. No, no, no. She never moved. Right. That's what You're I'm right. saying. She, You're right. She does nothing to accommodate or help their relationship whatsoever. So I'm going to say She's, no on spontaneous. Uh, she spontaneously decided that distance is not a problem. Right. No, no, no. Y'all are, y'all are missing it. The spontaneity is just deciding to be a high school music teacher for a week. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to it you. It feels like a stretch, man, but I'll, I'll Oof, take it. This next one says sympathetic it. women. I don't think so. Okay, so hold on. Let me back up. Yeah, I actually think that the sister and the daughter should have been given more characterization and screen time um, 
because I, I actually thought that they worked fairly well. Yeah, I liked them a lot, actually. So I'm going to give it credit for sympathetic women, but I don't think that if you're watching this movie, if I'm watching this movie, those are not the characters I want to sympathize with. I want to sympathize right. with a main character in some way. Our lead is not sympathetic. Right, but I'll give, I'll give credit because I, I like the two of them. Okay, this <laughs> is when we get to the list that we found on Google. Yeah. References to technology. It's a dating app. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Organic gardening or a farmer's market? Mm, no. Wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, this, have we seen a margarita in a Hallmark movie before? I don't know. This had Margs. This is the first Hallmark movie with any kind of liquor in it. Hallmark. This is the closest like to PG 13 Hallmark movie I've ever seen in my it's life. It's a Hallmarkerita, and don't worry, it's just <laughs> Sprite and lemon juice. I said Hallmark twice, and then you came in with a better, funnier version, and all of a sudden it's like mine wasn't good. <laughs> That's what Melissa tried to do to us. Dang, son. Dang, dude. Hey, listen, we've got more on this list. We do, but for now, we're going to head over to Shout Announcements, and we'll meet that list around the other side. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout-outs and make announcements. I wanted to be cute there, but we have no time because I'm itching to talk more about this movie. Here's the thing. Part of our streaming of a white Christmas series is other movies besides this one. I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but next week we will be dipping our toe into the pool of Netflix with my contribution to this series, a movie that I'm very excited to both watch and talk about. It's called Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. What an actual angel. Dude, I honestly probably would not have been interested in this, except in the last year, I have learned so much about who Dolly Parton is as a person that I am now in love with her beyond just loving some of her music. I'm very excited to watch it. I'm really glad you chose that. I'm pumped about it. So make sure you tune in next week to check that out. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Boys, I got a podcast related riddle for you. Ooh, please. What is the uh, look over there to your right? Do you see? Do you see that? What is the opposite of dat cord? Mm. Could it be the one you have yourself? Dat cord over there. Dat cord. What's the opposite of dat cord? Discord? Discord. Exactly. This one. Discord. I, I've, so there was a long time where I was like, why don't we ever let Doge take any of the important pay, uh, like announcements during shout announcements? Like, Why does he always get stuck with the, the same ones over and over again? And I think it's because of the, the, the murky water that you create every time you enter into an announcement. I love it. I'm done. That's all I'm saying. No. Somebody else finish it. Doge, give us more. Carter, finish it for no, me. No, give us so, more. Discord, the one that we have currently, we don't really have yet, but we will soon. We used to have Datcord. We don't we want We used it. to have Datcord, <laughs> but now we have Discord. Because we have a new level of our Patreon for those chunkies that want a little bit more. Mm. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to... Basically, honestly, a lot of it comes from just us selfishly... Uh, wanting to hear y'all's opinions on movies because most people that are reaching out to us, we we feel like we have felt like for some time, we need y'all all in the same room because I can imagine the energy. It's the same kind of energy that started this podcast. Mm. I'm just talking about movies and how those influence us. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And you'll probably get announcements about that as well on the social medias. So there is something that you miss by not simply uh, only listening to this podcast. Uh, it's good to, to consume it in different ways. So Instagram, uh, on Twitter, uh, just kind of getting to know uh, Doge is super talented. Mm. And so it's like, well, not according, not and, according to Jordan, but let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I'm, I'm here. We we're such a great dynamic, the three of us. Um, but yeah, 
I uh, I think you should absolutely follow Instagram. And Doge just needs a lot of your love right now. If you want to just personally message him on maybe some cool graphic that you've seen or some witty thing on an Instagram story, that's all Doge. Jordan can't take credit for any of it. Just let Doge know. Uh, and and I think that would mean a lot to him in these dark times. Uh, also, in these dark times, rate and review our podcast. Um, you know, we would just like to have the popular vote. That's all. We don't even care about the electoral stuff. Like, just... <laughs> Just go in and rate and review uh, our podcast. That really does a lot to have other people uh, discover us, that algorithm on iTunes. If you do that through iTunes, you don't even technically have to review. You can just rate for us, and that's a massive help. Uh, Join the other hundreds of people that have done the same with our average of five stars. Sorry to the random person that gave us four. No, wait. There was Someone gave us a one star. Yep. They were, we love you still. They were like, I but, love it. Favorite podcast. One star. Yep. Glowing review. <laughs> one star. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I just laughed like uh, the guy that meets Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> They're cloners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I just laughed like. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the diner. <laughs> I mean, I think our Instagram sucks. So, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're back to the list. And the next thing that Hallmark says you have to have is an aspirational lifestyle. I would work at any school if it meant I could buy that house Mario Lopez has in this movie. Dude, that house is noise. That's not a schoolboy house. Dude, his daughter daughter goes, Dad, are we poor? And I said out loud, nope. Of course not. Maybe cash poor. We could talk about investments. He even references his house. like He's like, you know, it's good. He's like, I don't really need it. Like, my job pays for this, and then I'm doing the mail job for, uh, like, helping you go to college. Except he lying. college fund. He lying. He's straight lying. He lying. Small business. Ice cream shop, maybe? Desert dessert? I would say probably the selling of the toys, maybe, we could count as, a, if it's like an eBay, like an e-commerce kind of a thing. No way. No. My boy's not paying self-employment tax on that. That's not a small business. That's true. That's all under the table. That's cash only. Exactly. Raising the stakes <laughs> in a believable way. This does not pass no. this for me. <laughs> the well, raising of the stakes was truly unbelievable. I would say that there were no stakes ever raised, and that's the real problem with this. It's not. No, dude, there absolutely were. You just didn't feel it because we had the wrong gloves. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Good thing mom, those were the stakes, my man. Good thing that mom owned handbell acquire gloves. Well, are you serious to handle the antique toys as if we were supposed to see that all along? Like, <gasps> but oh, they were you know, packing that the makes toys sense. sans gloves. Here's what's so bad about that. Oh my gosh! In a, in a genre that is supposed to just cookie cutter Christmas cookie cutter something for you so that you can immediately relate to it and make it easier for you. They are asking so much of us. These are like this the most specific for the characters. Script. You have to know that you need gloves for bells, and then you also have to know that it's best to wear gloves when handling antique toys. What? Who exists that has both of those? <laughs> Grandmas. Yeah. Who is satisfied with that ending? Grandmas. Anyways. Next thing. Conversations in cars. Yeah. Not just for Jerry Seinfeld anymore. Did Wait, did <laughs> we have a conversation in a car? I don't, I don't think it. so. No. 
Oh, he's in a car, but there's no talking. Emily McCord does drive an Audi in this, so apparently being a French horn player is pretty lucrative. Probably first chair, though, right? Didn't she say first chair? First chair, the they usually make They usually make six figures. I guess the difference so. between first chair and second chair is wild. Coffee house. Pass or fail? No, they go get fail. coffee. It was an ice cream shop. No, they go get coffee. No, they go get coffee for their first date. <laughs> Carter said nope. Lovable kid. Pass, fail? I'll give him that. Pass. I'll yeah. pass him. I'll give him that. Yeah. I did like the bass singer in the uh, in the uh, <laughs> acapella group. Did you see their rival acapella group? I get, rival has a big question mark here. There was one guy on the right side, uh, the far end, the leftmost guy in their ensemble on the right side of our screens, who did not open his mouth the entire time they were on stage. <laughs> Dude, there there well, was a girl like doing those. The, <laughs> there was a girl on the uh, the good side that never did anything. She just danced. The like amount of reverb and auto tune that happens whenever anybody sings in this movie Nuts. is unbelievable Nuts. to me. Holy moly! <sighs> was it a competition, by the way? Like I don't, I don't get know. It. I don't know what that was. It doesn't matter. Is what I found <laughs> out. It doesn't matter because all we had to do was find some ambiguous scenario to sing Felice Navidad. I think a parade works better. I do too. Are we through our list or was there more? No, that's the whole list. Wow. Okay. Um, almost my super dump. So I would say for the first hour, hour and a half of this movie, I was kind of like, you know, I'm surprised they haven't even referenced the namesake yet. They've hardly, I've heard it basically in the background, a little bit of an instrumental of Feliz Navidad. I was like, it's interesting. But then I like immediately regretted missing that song because our last 10 to 15 minutes... <laughs> Just absolutely full of that song. It's so bad, guys. It, it keeps coming. And then we have such an awkward scene at the end. They're like, hey, wouldn't this be fun? Okay, shh, shh, shh. everybody keep your voices down. We'll bring my dad out. And now let's all, the whole town, let's sing Felice Navidad. But the dead air, the dead air while she walks across the stage to grab her dad. Oh, my God. And how far did we even get? Like, what kind of intimate moments did we have in the background between Dad and Sophie for them to not only, like, hold... The first time they hold hands is on stage in front of the whole town, and she's home. Like, she's there for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That's a, that's moving fast. Do you I think... I don't know if I want to teach my kids that. And uh, I want to be clear. In our version of Feliz Navidad, it was clean, it was wholesome, it was family, good fun. In this dark mirror... Of what was once good. Did Mario Lopez and Sophie play Wii Sports? Hmm. Yes, dude. I think so, too. They, Their first conversations, the first things they connect on... Is his butt. Is essentially, is essentially yeah, Wii Sports fantasy. And we're talking like <sighs> Final Fantasy... I don't know enough about Advent Children, Final Fantasy Seven, maybe. It's the one that's the you full know, movie. Advent Children. She's she's like living her... She's living her fantasy. Yeah. Because it's the it's the it's the attractive mailman coming to the door. You got to tell me that there's not some wonderful, beautiful middle aged lady out there that has not imagined I think, Mario Lopez coming with a package to I her door. I think that's oh, the reason this was made. That's the target audience, <laughs> of course, dude. And I, just while we're on the subject, on their first date, you want to talk about lack of chemistry? Whatever the opposite of chemistry is, um, like English. So like they had. <laughs> Mario I was and Sophie, say jazz band. Mario Lopez and Sophie had jazz band English together in that coffee shop. Like the painful, like I'm your date. Oh, you're my date. Oh, I'm just gonna have coffee. I had a light lunch. Oh, 
You were supposed to I say that? I was supposed to say I that. I guess I took it in, like, dude, it was so robotic. The last time I saw love eyes like this was during Lion King, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? <laughs> Do you remember those bedroom eyes that we read about? <laughs> oh, yeah. That somebody was really, like, that That ended up in the uh, the ratings of the movie. What, what's it called they when they're furious. going through, like, the, the objectionable content. Yeah. Somebody was so yeah. mad about Nala's Wii Sports eyes for Simba. Those Wii Sports eyes, but this feels like it shouldn't have aired at 7. This feels like it should have aired at like 11 p.m. This is yeah. Lifetime After Dark. <laughs> yeah. This is like chemistry levels approaching Edward and Bella, Anakin, Padme, like, oh, have you ever been in the same room together? Right. Yes. Bella. <laughs> Bella. Say it. You know what I am, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I I am just disappointed. I'm disappointed. This movie made me so mad. It felt like a waste of outrage to me that they stole our thing. Like if somebody stole my car and then crashed it immediately, I would almost be more mad than if they stole it and like did something cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why steal it then? If you suck at it so bad. I think it proved they don't deserve it. Sure. That's how I'm choosing to look at it, right? It's it's Tony Stark talking to Spider-Man. If you're nothing without this idea, you don't deserve this idea. Yeah, that's good. Dang, that's good. It's like Tolkien wrote this wonderful book called The Hobbit, and then Peter Jackson came, and he made a movie called The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, and it just wasn't. It just makes me feel like, Melissa, you missed out, because we reached out a long time ago, and we could have punched this up for you. Like, we could have we could have helped you. <laughs> More than anything, Melissa, we could have at least talked about it. Like, you know, we would not be dragging your movie if you'd, if you'd let us get in touch with you. Yeah, I think I would have felt required to be overly positive about it, which I, yeah. I, I think I'm a little bit glad that I don't feel like I've compromised my journalistic integrity in that way. Guys, while we're recording the episode, my mom texted me. Do you want an official review from her before we go into yes. our scientific cinema scale? Absolutely, yes. I do. It's very simple. It's very simple. She simply says, Feliz Navidad. Is Felice Navi bad? Oh! Could not have said it better myself. Deanne, you let him know. Dang! And then then she sent a fun little memoji of like a a thumbs down. (laughs) Dang. She's not about it. She's not about it. There you go. Hey, that is... That's an older white lady. Mm. And if she didn't like it, it's not a good movie. If you don't get her, then who are you aiming for, Lifetime? Who do you get? Who do you get? I don't know. What's funny is this is probably going to be the most successful holiday movie that they've done but heartbreak productions has done you know it is it was on the cover of what was people magazine magazine. yeah people magazine was melissa john hart mario lopez tony braxton the the big bummer is that this is going to be our highest downloaded episode of the year yeah the joke is it was kelly Rowland and melissa john hart called her tony braxton which was really bad melissa whenever we could have stopped this you made this melissa we could have i would have by the way i want to be very clear it's too late now for free for just the opportunity to do it, would I have assisted in any way? And I'm I'm starting to be afraid that this episode is coming across like our confidence outweighs our actual skills. And I think most of the time that's a fair assessment. <laughs> but I think in the face of this, I am pretty confident that we could have outperformed here. Melissa, can I, can I ask y'all? Melissa, I need to address Melissa Carter. I'm so sorry. It's very important. No, in you the words of it's... Willem Dafoe. In 2002's masterpiece, Spider-Man, I offered you friendship, Mm. and you spat in my face. Mm -hmm. Misery, misery, misery. 
That's what you've chosen. Spider-Man. Godspeed, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I have to ask y'all a serious question here live on the podcast. Yes, Ooh. ask me. I've only just realized it, but when these kinds of movies are very successful, we see sequels. Where is your blood boiling if this not only becomes a lucrative movie, but a lucrative franchise? And now, either every holiday season or every other holiday season, we get a new Feliz Navidad. It becomes like the Chris, the Princess Switch stuff that uh, Gabriela Montez is doing? Yep. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm legitimately Montez. asking you this. How does that... Is that worse? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so angry every year. That's yeah. Worse. I think I get angry every time. Ugh. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. You've conjured the specter of reality that I'm not equipped to deal with. I'm that sorry. would make me I just so had... mad. Are you kidding me? I, that would make me so I'm mad. O- Guys, it's an over fifty percent chance. You know it is. You know they're gonna make another one. Hey, maybe we need to spec script this, and that's our new approach. Spec script the sequel. I don't know. I'm pretty sure if to. I'm pretty sure if we submitted a spec script for the sequel, they'd be like, hmm, what'd they say about the first one? And then we are never gonna work for Felice Navidad, the franchise, ever. <laughs> uh, worst things have happened to me, at least for sure. Like watching Felice Navidad. Yeah, that was pretty tough. Dang, got her how in the same this, sentence. <laughs> how does how does this rank for you guys compared to other like streaming Christmas movies you've seen? Like Hallmark, the Hallmark movies we watched two years ago. This feels to so me. Here's, Way worse. I really think this is the worst one I've seen, maybe. It's tough, though, because it is like this. Uh, it is so much more personal. Yeah, that's I'm a viewing good point. It in a way that I've never watched a movie before. That's a great point. Never watched a movie before. So I'll, I'll always remember this experience. But with things like Journey Back to Christmas, <laughs> that falls into, I tend to be the one who, if it reaches a certain level of bad, it starts heading back Circles up back. the scientific yeah. cinema scale for me. And yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. Like, this is, <laughs> I want to share this experience with other people. Uh, that was the I one I actually like liked that year. Same. The shed that took us back in time yeah. to, or forward in time to all the new technologies like skateboards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was, ama- it was amazing. Um, I, yeah, with Feliz Navidad, I think if I didn't know anything about it, and we were, say this actually happens in 2018, when it actually did happen, but this movie comes out in 2018. Uh, it is somewhere in the middle. It's like not one that I love and I don't completely despise it because there's at least good, there's good things about it. And Mario, I think, did enough that it was not the worst Hallmark movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It feels the it's worst. Hard. That's different. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's honestly hard to be objective about my honest feelings about the movie because I did not oh, like it. I, I do know that for sure. Um, I don't know how much of that is because it was bad and how much of it was because I hate it with every fiber of my yeah. being. Oof. I think the best thing we can do right now is to old yeller this movie out of its misery by taking it straight to the Aww. scientific cinema Dude, scale. this is not old yeller. We had no fun and good times with this. I'm not sad when I'm pulling the trigger behind the barn. This is Cujo. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Does Cujo That's end good. like that? I've, I don't remember. I mean, it's definitely a dog that you're fine to kill. It's definitely a dog that, that you want to die. Of Mice and Men doesn't feel right either. There's a lot no of connection way. there. No way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's too much connection there. Oh, no. Please not be, no, da- no, no. Please not be dad's like, I want to pet the wabbits. Yeah, maybe. Oof. <laughs> it's Scar. I want to flip this movie off into the fire, much like Simba does to Scar. Spoilers. <clears throat> and uh, the best way to do that is with the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. 
The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it, followed by rent it. After that is stream it. And then, second to last, whoa. His fury has blinded him. Then forget it. And last, but certainly not least, certainly least, it's the bad one. And it's it's what we call God hath forsaken us. I'll go first, okay? And uh, as much as this viewing was uh, in a category all its own, this rating of this movie needs to be one that is is a different kind of literal for me. I think people need to see it, okay? Uh, there's parts of my body that say God has forsaken us. There's parts that say forget it because I want to. But for the sake of people being more educated about this entire experience, I'm going to say stream this movie. I'm going to say it is it is a stream it in that sense, literally. It's good. Uh, I'm going to give it for this one. I'm going to forget it because I would prefer a world where it didn't exist and we could live on with only one true Feliz Navidad. My instruction, however, to anyone curious would be to stream it, but that is not where my heart lies on the rating. But I would say that, especially if you can just sort of catch it cash on like a Hulu or something, definitely do that. The secret lies in the contrast. I'm going to ask you to stream this movie for the same reason that I would pay a short person to stand next to me in all photos of me. Hmm. Because then I look tall and svelte by comparison to this short person. Yeah. I want you to stream this movie and then listen to our movie and then tell me which one you like better because that'll make me feel really good. Or could backfire and make me feel absolutely terrible. Yeah. That's fair. As with any gamble, you know. That's why they call it a gamble. That's why they call it the Queen's Gamble. I've now streaming that. on Netflix. I've read that. It's a good show. That's what I've heard. I like Anya Taylor Joy, so I guess I'll have to check. It's that called out. the Queen's Gambit. She's, that was the joke. I know. She, she about to blow I up. I think so too. I feel like it started with the witch, but it, see, do you see how easy it is to slip into? Better? She's been about to blow up for a while, though. I feel like. Yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, she's about to be in the Miller movie too, though. She's Furiosa. Like, I yeah. think there's... Yeah. It's going to be big stuff. I feel you. It's going to be big stuff for her. Well, next week, we're going to talk about something that I hope to thoroughly love. Um, and it's, of course, what I'm talking about, my Netflix contribution, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Um, so if you love you some Dolly and you love her contributions to uh, science and the welfare of good people uh, across this nation... Specifically the COVID vaccine... Specifically the COVID vaccine and like rebuilding Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, Tennessee after a horrific fire. She's the best is what I'm saying. She's her commitment to children's literacy is incredible to me. Incredibly admirable. She's everybody's talented gam gam and we love her very much. And if you want to continue this journey through the Christmas season with us, check out the second episode of Streaming of a White Christmas next week with Dolly Parton's Christmas special on Netflix. Uh, I guess it's more of a Christmas movie than a Christmas special, though. It's like a real straight up movie. It's going to make me feel very special. I think I'm going to feel special about it, too. I'm excited. Um, And, you know, if you get a chance to remind Melissa Joan Hart that we out here, go ahead and do that. That's fine with me. To end today's episode, I would like for each of us to uh, say our name and what you would replace the bell choir with in this movie to make it more interesting and less dumb. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan, and it would have just been, I don't know, an actual choir the whole time instead of randomly having your bell choir break off to be an acapella group for no reason. (laughs) I'm Doge, dog grooming. Nice.
Feliz Navidad. Feliz, Feliz Navidad. You're saying a dog, like just dog grooming at the talent show? Yeah, or that's their what, talent what the is dog topiaries. They groom dogs to look like Christmas items. That's phenomenal. It's probably inhumane, but this is lifetime. They steal, so they're inhumane people. Dang, got him. They steal uh, asterisk. I'm Carter. Uh, I'm Carter, and I'm going to say, let me try this again. You can't let Feliz Navidad win, Carter. Yeah, you can't let it beat you like this. You have to be stronger than this. Oh, I'm Carter, and so that we can keep it in the festive spirit, they're rappers, but they're they're actually just rapping things. Right. You're, we're watching them just rap. To things. a beat. I want them to rap rap presents to a beat, like a synchronized dance, and then one of them yeah. starts talking over it and invents rap. Nice. Dude, phenomenal. And that's definitely an episode. I mean, you can't deny that. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.